Hello and welcome to What Are You Talking About? Today I'm so excited to be joined by two-time CrossFit Games athlete Fee Sagafi. You know her, you love her. She is known as one of the nicest humans in the sport and it was an absolute pleasure to chat with her about her experiences over the years and getting back to the Games in 2023 after four long years. As always, don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to be the first to hear all about our new episodes and content. We hope you enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Monday Club Fitness, a fitness and lifestyle brand based on three principles, friends, fun, fitness. As a new brand on the block, they've grown a large following for their gymnastic grips that not only glue you to the bar with confidence, but ensure you stand out from the crowd at the same time. You can check them out on www.mondayclubfitness.com to grab yourself a pair and also some top quality apparel on there too. For the next two weeks, you can get 10% off any purchase of MCF grips using the code WYTA10. Welcome to the Monday Club. Fee, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm so excited to chat with you, Leah. I'm doing well. We're we're right now in snowy Cleveland, so I'm actually very cold. <laughs> it's actually my current state. Fair enough. And because you've just, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you've pretty much just moved into Jacksonville, right, with Brute. Lots of changes going on in your life. You've obviously just been mm-hmm. in Miami. <laughs> like, how, how are you, like, coping? <laughs> I feel like you're right. I feel like this entire last month has, I feel like I've been in, like, three different four different cities within the same month we went from Naples you know I was in Naples for a year now to Jacksonville but funny enough we just moved to Jacksonville Florida my husband and I to Brute right our entire team kind of just posted up partnered there and two weeks later we traveled back down to Miami to compete at Wadapalooza traveled back up to Jacksonville booked a you know last minute decision to come visit family here in Cleveland and then in a week I'll be back so I'm just kind of like figuring things out and then finally planting myself some roots and then staying put for a while as the season starts it's the best time to do it right though you've got to get it done now because as you say it's yes season starts you want to keep as much normality as possible I assume how are you feeling about kind of being in a new space for the start of the season yeah like visiting like being with family is so important to me and like I'm a you know born and raised Cleveland girl like this is where I've always known home to be and then going to you know Florida to pursue my career the best way that I can not everyone needs to do that but it just put me in such a better position to be able to focus and just be happy training and be you know with my coach and with training partners and I honestly, I've been loving it so much and I'm not doing it alone, which is, which would be so different. You know, if I had my fiance, husband here and me there, so we kind of get to go on this journey together and be alongside amazing people. And so, but I, I am one that I do miss family and I pr- prioritize the relationships that are still always, you know, and forever important to me. So coming back and visiting family before the season gets even crazier um, is so important. So I do have my little bursts of, you know, family visits and I just have to do them now because come the open, you know, things are just kind of like full swing ahead. And that's when training and just routine is just the most important to us. Yeah, absolutely. 
and we, we'll talk about the season a little bit later in, in the episode, but I, I really love to delve into like how people discovered CrossFit and came into it because I know you grew up yes. very sporty, very athletic, mm-hmm. did a lot of team sports. Were you always kind of destined to be in a, in a sporting industry, do you think? Yeah, like the way that I started CrossFit, I just love, I love talking about it because it's like, you know, everyone has their own story and every amazing, like all the athletes that do this at a professional level have all incredible stories and they're all so different. Um, Mine started off in 20, it was literally like 2013. Um, I was a student at John Crow University. I was, you know, a freshman first year. I at the time I was 19, I believe I was still 19 or like 18 turning 19 that year. And um, I kind of, you know, I've always, since I was younger, I've always wanted to play outside. I always wanted to play with the boys. Playing sports was like my natural thing. Um, And, you know, growing up, I just loved to play. And funny enough, even though that was like the thing that I loved doing all day, my dad actually was actually comes from music. So he kind of, uh, you know, brought music into our lives and violin became the one of the biggest parts of my pastime. And actually all I wanted to do was play sports and play all the sports and play all day and just be that kid. Um, but actually my weekends were filled with violin lessons. And so through like through my, you know, childhood, through even high school, that was really my life. And then I dabbled, you know, I did do volleyball. I've you know, I eventually pursued it where that was my sport that I fell in love with. I did track. I, you know, I always had these big goals of like, you know, one day I want to be an amazing volleyball player, right? Like I want to at five foot one, right? Which is like pretty unheard of. Like the shortest volleyball athletes are probably like five, 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 four, five, six, maybe is like short. Um, But yeah, I've always just pushed that. And then sure enough, I went to college and the focus in college was just going to school and getting the grades and pursuing a degree, just like kind of the times that we live, you kind of just go from high school to college, college to degrees, degrees to maybe another degree or profession. And I thought I was kind of on that track. Um, And I lost myself a little bit through there. And that's when CrossFit was introduced to me was my first year. And I was just, I went from playing and loving all the sports and, you know, kind of going through my roller coaster of um, body image issues and um, not loving on myself in healthy ways. And someone introduced this to me and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I saw a video called um, uh, Beauty is in Strength. And if you go on YouTube, it's like one of those original CrossFit OG videos with Andrea Ager and some other strong women in there. And I just like, oh, man, like I just looked so much to these women like I don't feel strong or capable or confident. But look at these women that are doing it. And it's like, I want to do that. So that was kind of just like the biggest inspiration. And I walked into the CrossFit gym, literally not knowing anything. I was at the time I was actually overweight. I was like 25 pounds overweight, you know, kind of, you know, in, in the worst mental headspace I could ever remember myself being at the time. And it just brought so much to me. And that's why I started CrossFit. It was like, I needed the community. I needed, you know, almost like a purpose to my days now. Right. 
And I was uh, in a space where I was just on, living life on autopilot as a college student. And um, it was so incredible. And that's how I've always started it. And that was my purpose in starting CrossFit. Never, never a day to ever think that like this would eventually be like the thing that pays the bills, my full-time career, my every single day. It's been so crazy and I love it. I I love how much you love it. You can hear it in your voice. It's <laughs> and I think as you say, like you find you find things that I don't think anyone knows they needed, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Same when I started, I I was like, I'm just gonna go to do a class because it looks fun and I want to do this. But actually, the things that it's given me, it's yes. yeah, you never knew we needed it. Uh, I love that, and it's interesting you say you never thought it would be your full time career because it's been you've you're one of these athletes that you've been in the game for 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 a long time now, like within kind of the games and regionals and. All, all these different forms of semi-finals we've had yes you're right all of them every single every single adjustment we've been in that at some point I love that so at what point for you did it go from this is something and I again it's so beautiful that it was something that you I'm sure gave you so much before it gave you a career anyway but at what point did it change from this is just fun. This is something I'm doing to, oh, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> I could probably yeah. advance to the next level and the next thing in this industry. I think it came from, you know, when I, when I started, I was like no different than anyone else. Truly. I wasn't like I started and all of a sudden, you know, you could totally see something different. You know, I didn't, I wasn't super consistent and I didn't always go to class every single day, Monday through Saturday. You know, I would go, I would dabble, I would do things, you know, at school, but I would just, I would always like, just be curious. And sure enough, the more consistent I started going, then that kind of like formed into, you know, forcing or not forcing me, but like truly it, it made me realize how important other things were in my life that also were healthy for me. Like how I actually ate, how I treated myself outside of the gym, how I managed stress, how I recovered. So naturally I started to just build healthier habits and I would research and I would, you know, find the videos and find you know, the, the inspirational athletes that I started to look up to. And I just started to kind of like slowly, you know, build into those healthy, healthier habits, right? I wasn't chasing again still. I wasn't chasing like uh, being a competitive athlete, like wasn't the goal, but to hold myself accountable, I did start to kind of just sign up for these local competitions. And it was one of those things where, you know, you could go to the gym every single day, but for me, I almost wanted to go with okay, and, and the next purpose, right? I wanted to go to the gym and it would hold me, like if I signed up for a local competition, it held me accountable to being more consistent, to holding myself to higher expectations, to being a little bit more disciplined in those habits and then seeing it pay off in a little local competition. And that was just so fun for me. And it was obviously nerve wracking, but it kind of like tapped into the side that I've always known, which is playing, exploring, competing, you know, having a little bit of that healthy competitive edge. Um, so I did that. And then sure enough, the open comes around and we do the open. You know, the first time that I did the open, I was like among, you know, thousands of others, like placing wise. 
And then that's kind of the inspiration of just wanting to do little competitions. And then the next year, it was like, okay, where am I at in the open? I want to see my progress. And then, you know, enough of those years go on. Eventually, you know, I we qualified for regionals in 2017 as a team. So I, I you know, I went from Crooked River CrossFit, which is where I started here in Mayfield, uh, Ohio. And then I went to Scott Panchik's gym, kind of transitioned over there, got like a team to regionals. Like we were all just working hard. And then eventually after 2017, at the same time, this is when CrossFit regionals was in Nashville, Tennessee. And you see, all, I saw all the individual women just like, so strong and like so like powerful and amazing it just like it just got me just so excited to see them and being like I guess not seeing myself as any different right like I'm not any different than them they've just been working harder they have better habits they have better discipline and maybe if I just tap into those things a little bit better you know maybe there's more potential in me and so I think it all just always came down to not necessarily chasing that big goal of becoming this amazing athlete. It was more like, let me just focus on being better in my habits and my disciplines and just see where my potential is. And I think the more I fell in love with figuring out and exploring where my new level of potential is, the more I started to like show it, you know, to everybody else and compete and, you know, continue to perform and continue to just like all of a sudden I'm in regionals 2018 and then from there we start to qualify for the games and kind of qualifying didn't happen it wasn't even the goal the goal was just to like continue to unlock my best and my best has continued to grow so it's cool where you start to shift your focus on just doing your best in smaller areas of your life. And it unlocks just way greater things than you could ever imagine. And we are here and this is kind of where we're at. And it's just such a cool process because I think that's the reason that I haven't been burnt out. And it's the reason that I continue, like I continue to love this sport and I'll continue to do this even after, you know, my chapter is done. I think that's so important what you've just said there because these people and I think we see it a lot maybe I don't know maybe if it's in recent years but there'll be people that you kind of see they go to semi-finals for a few years and they maybe don't make it to the games and so they stop because the goal is the games and then they don't make it so they're done but that's really not the point and as you say like it's all about just seeing your potential and, and doing your best and I don't know if you felt this way kind of maybe when you went to regionals for the first time but going to like local competitions, you see people, I remember when I first started and I went to like my first local comp and I was like, these people are amazing. And yeah. then I went to like semi-finals and I was like, whoa, okay. Right. <laughs> just went up a notch. These people, and it's not, everyone's amazing, of course. But as you say, all them little things that people don't think about and don't realize how much goes into it. Uh, did you notice that kind of when you mm-hmm. went from these local comps to then going into like regionals and semis? Oh yeah. Like it is just night and day. Like it is the level of performance you have to have to continue to qualify to like extremely advanced levels in any sport. Right. It is just like from one level to the next, you're talking, you know, almost like a 180 when it comes to, you know, the, capacity that athletes have 
Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's actually very, it could be very intimidating. You could just be like, you know, in one phase of your life and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm doing great. The progress is there. And then all of a sudden you're, you get put into this competition space, this new level. And you're just like, on bottom of the leaderboard. Like I thought I was doing good. Now I'm at bottom of the leaderboard. How much longer is it going to take me to qualify to even get to the games? And like, it's hard not to put yourself in that space. Um, because that was like me in 2018, I was just like super motivated to, you know, get to regionals, become an individual athlete. Cause that's where I really wanted to, uh, work towards. And I did it right. But like at the end of a regionals weekend, I'm like, 30th something place, right? Only the top five make it to the games. And I mean, my goal was just to make it sure, but then you get a 30th finish and you're just like, out of like 40, 50 people, you're like, am I that bad? Like, I thought I was good. And it's, you know, and it's not true at all, right? It's just kind of where you're at. And, but it's kind of crazy, like from that next year, the following year, the changes of how you qualify to the games changed just a little bit, right? Actually, a lot. You yeah. call the from 2018 to 2019. Not only can you qualify for the games through the open, but if you don't get it through the open, now you could go to all these sanctionals. And if you could get a spot at multiple sanctionals, you have multiple chances to qualify. And so that opened up like a new door where it's like, okay, maybe I wasn't there yet, but if I just work really, really hard for the next year, maybe I could, you know, build my way up and I could at least be better than who I was, you know, the previous year. And um, yeah, it's just kind of like this wild uh, experience of just owning where you're at in the moment. And if you're looking towards that bigger goal, that next level, you kind of have to do this little bit of self-reflection of like, what are the habits that I have now? And how can I make my habits and discipline more aligned with the people that are making it, right? Like there's got, there's no secret. It's just the people that are making it or you know, they're qualifying for the games or they're getting a certain spot that you'd like to see yourself at. Um, it's kind of just, I got to do the habits that they're doing because the work ethic is there, right? The passion is there, the, you know, all the little fancy things and more maybe superficial things are there, but there's a lot of kind of like deep realizations. And that's when I started to shift a lot more things around. It wasn't just get the workout in, right? It was a lot more consistent eating, sleeping, saying no to a lot of things, like not really going out with friends, you know, the weekends were for to dedicate to my goals. Um, and I never felt like I was missing out. Actually, I never felt bad about like, not spending time with my friends or not going out to like the college parties, because I was so much more passionate and like, I want to chase the best me in this space. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. So that's exactly what we did. And it, of course, paid off. <laughs> because... It's been, yeah, and it's just, but it doesn't mean it hasn't been, you know, it's kind of like this never ending thing. And you're like, man, like, I started what I guess I started when I was 19. And now I'm 29. It's been 10 years, like, since I first started to where I'm at now. And you, you, you kind of realize like, man, like, this process is, is long, like, and if you stay in it, you start to learn a lot more about yourself and a lot more of like what's actually important and what's actually important isn't qualifying or making it or, you know, having a certain status in the sport or recognition in the sport. What's important is, 
you know, I think it's more like where your heart is and, you know, doing things with good intention and just doing them to, the, to your best and just seeing where your best is at. I love that. And it's funny you say about having like a, a certain reputation because you are known as being like one of the friendliest, happiest, like <laughs> respected people in the sport. And, you know, I've heard that when I've been at competitions or work with other people in media and your wow. fellow athletes say it too. How much does that mean to you as an athlete, having kind of gained a reputation as not only like one of the best athletes in the world, but but as one of the kind of the nicest as well? Like, does that mean a lot to you? Oh my God. It like, you know, talking about it and just like you saying that it does, it's, I can't help but feel so emotional of it because it's, it's the reason that to me, it's so special is because simply because it makes me feel so not scared to fail and not scared about where I'm at on the leaderboard. And like people that are around me truly care about who I am as a person and not how I finish in the competition. And like, I get to compete and love all this sport and love the people around me. And no matter where I finish, whether I make it to the games or not make it to the games or have a good performance or not, the things that people come to me and say, or the messages always revolve around them seeing my heart and seeing my passion. And I've always been that person or right. I've always you know, I've always hoped to just like show kindness and show love to the people, you know, that are always kind and loving on me. And it's just so special that a lot of athletes put a lot of weight and we do like, we put a lot of weight on statistics and, you know, finishes and consistency and, you know, always being at the top and always being high performing. And when you're not necessarily there, maybe you have a bad weekend, it's hard to not feel bad about yourself like you didn't do your job but then when people around you love on you and recognize your heart it truly is a testament to what matters and people love on me and share kindness with me no matter how I do in the sport and that's the most important thing and I think that's just like another reason that it's so easy to have a spark when I compete because that's where I get to just share share my heart and I get to share my best and people receive that so in a, such a special way. And it makes whatever the end of the weekend looks like the least important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good way of putting it. And it's, I say this a lot on this show that we are so lucky in this sport that we get more access to athletes and like pros than probably any other sport. You know, people training yeah. in gyms or at competitions. It's, you know, it's quite an intimate setting still. Even things like, obviously, you were at Waterpalooza last week. Like, you're right next to the crowd, probably more so than a lot of other sports and the interaction. Does does that? Do you ever feel kind of uh, pressure to when you are competing and you're in the zone in the weekend to be like, oh no, I need to keep, I need to be this person that everyone thinks I am because surely you know you you're going to have a bad event or something can happen mm -hmm. you might not be feeling your best do you ever yeah. feel like because it's so kind of intimate that you have to be like happy all the time almost 
Yeah, that's like, I was actually just talking about that with uh, Dawn. Um, I just started working with her driven mind training, mental health coach, and just, you know, just so much more than uh, that. But specifically, we were just talking about like, man, like, it's been kind of just, it is hard. It's hard when, you know, my personality is very bubbly and very bright and energetic. And, you know, when the cameras are on, that's what people see, because that's like what I feel, right? And I've never, I don't think I've ever not, at least recently, lately, these last years, I think I've I've always been real about who I am, but most of my posts are like happy and energetic and bubbly and exactly that. And when I do compete, I have, you know, those, um, you know, happy to be here emotions. But I've also like when I've when I've had struggles, I've also shown the tears and the emotions and the, you know, the, you know, cloudier personalities, right? When I don't qualify for the games or something like that. But it is hard when it comes to like, I want to be more raw in the not happy emotions too. Because just because everyone knows me for the happy sunshine side, girl. And it's like, man, I guess it has come to the point where it's like, if I'm not that, then maybe people might think that I'm just like faking that. Um, so I actually just recently came out sharing it on my page where like truly my goal this year, not just like publicly, like in the space, but even for myself is just owning all the emotions that come with life and sport and struggle and you know, everything in between and not just posting when training's going well, not just posting when I'm having a great event or I'm having a good day and I'm feeling inspired and I'm feeling motivated, right? But also sharing the tears and the struggle and the, you know, fears and the doubts um, and even opening up more on that end of things because I think that's really important. And I want people that do follow me and care to follow my journey to also know that I'm not, on all the time I'm not you know happy and positive right this it's kind of annoying when someone's positive all the time like it's you know it's unrealistic it's toxic it's almost like toxic positivity and I don't ever want to come off like that either so yeah I guess it's like that's a long-winded way to say yes it is tough but it's tough more so not like other people make it tough I think it's more like I make it tough making it seem like I have to be on um and I know I don't and I think the people around me like I said I'm surrounded by really good people and the fans are amazing and the people that follow me are amazing and I've never they've never made me feel like I have to but it's the struggle of a human right <laughs> just human struggle and you're so right it's it's impossible to be that happy all the time and yeah especially as I say like when we when people of your level CrossFit share so much of their journeys and their training and all these different elements like it's not always going to be good and I think particularly throughout like a competition weekend like you're going to have your highs you're going to have your lows it can't all be smooth you mentioned that like experiences of of not making it to the games and I know that's something that you're you're kind of getting a, a decision made almost and you've got a camera on you and and you don't really have a choice but to show your emotion unless you're very yeah. very good at hiding it uh, yeah. the flip side of that I would really love to to 
So kind of throw it back to last year's semi-finals when you got to the games because then having mm-hmm. that reaction filmed of kind of a four-year wait to get back to the games and lots happened in that time obviously with COVID and lots of changes but then having that reaction filmed and, and experiencing that feeling of getting back to the games and I think a lot of people watching it probably would have felt emotional for you because you could see how much it means and it's with with a lot of athletes I think you see it but there's certain people that you can really tell how much it means to them how special yeah that was special yeah and how special is it to then have it experience that kind of with with the world almost Mm. what an amazing like it was such an amazing moment I guess you don't you never realize like you know, it's not real until they call your name, right? It's not real until they say, you know, Fisagafi made it to the CrossFit Games. And so you're just like hoping and waiting. And by the end, you just, you kind of have an idea of where the points might possibly be. And I had a, you know, I had, I didn't have a great last event, like power, high power output biking on objects events are just not, not where I, I need to be yet. Um, but the when it's crazy, it's like in my mind, all I remember is just like shaking. First of all, just shaking, and everything kind of just went silent a little bit in my like in my bubble. Everything went silent, and all I was trying to hear was Pisagafi, and I was waiting for it. And yes, the cameras are there, but everything just got kind of got fuzzy, and um, my name gets called, and it it's almost like if you could imagine like massive cinder blocks on your back, just lifted off. Like that's exactly what my, I, I've never, I've never experienced anything like it before. And it just felt like massive cinder blocks just like lifted off my body. I kind of just like crump, you know, I just thank the Lord at that point. Um, and I get emotional talking about it because it gets me so excited and it gets me so, um, I guess, passionate, like thinking about it again of, that moment wasn't about qualifying in that moment I qualified but the, that moment wasn't about qualifying it was about like that journey and that process and everyone that's been like messaging me cheering for me being in my corner if I don't make it the pre- previous year people still believed in me and I think that's what naturally I just immediately turned to the crowd I throw my hands in the air like almost like acknowledging like everyone that's been chanting for me and in my corner. And that's what that moment was about. And qualifying for the game was like, yes, okay, that was that was the goal, but it was so much more than that. And I think that's why I felt it so intensely. Best feeling in the world. And you could tell it was. it, And through screens and all this, it's just, and it's, again, it's that really, I think we build, from a, a kind of spectator point, we build relationships with athletes and we follow them on their journey yeah. because we get so much access. And I think as well, it being a predominantly individual sport, it's you really do see these kind of personalities throughout and throughout competition. And I just love it. And so let's let's talk about the games a little bit because yeah, of course you were there in 2019 where probably one of the strangest games a lot had changed as you say about the qualifying process it was very new mm-hmm. and then I can imagine from that to 
2023 again a lot had changed in that time even in terms of like the programming yeah firstly what how much difference did you feel from kind of your rookie year to to that year oh my gosh like it's who I was in 2019 is not the person that I am now despite being older and more experienced but like who I was in 2019 I was I didn't have it right yet because the that's kind of when I started to like train with Scott like I was very much training with Scott Panchik full-time you know every day we were you know hitting training hard and we were doing so much volume and so much intensity and so much of like CrossFit right and I think that's what got me you know qualifying through the open because it was just I just got very good at like OG CrossFit volume intensity aerobic capacity um all of it and my lifting just continued to take the hit naturally I'm not a big athlete naturally I'm not a powerful athlete or a strong athlete and so for you develop that side of you know your fitness for so long you know your holes start to get bigger and bigger in strength and years you know kind of continue to come in competition and you start to realize like man like I can't just be good at burpees thrusters pull-ups rope climbs ring muscle-ups I gotta be freaking strong and I gotta be powerful and I gotta be able to endure long aerobic piece like so from 2019 to on like I qualified again in 2020 and that was kind of that weird COVID sanctionals year you know I qualified and then spots got rescinded and then that's kind of where it's like okay like do we do the same thing again like yes like we just went back to the drawing board I continued to train with Scott um and I just kept missing out by like two spots like it was just like right there and you could see that like my holes continued to be consistent holes you know all the all my like CrossFit workout events were just at the top and all my holes were just they were just too far down on the leaderboard to ever make up enough points and that was like another year of that right and at that point that was 2021 at the mac and um you know that was in knoxville tennessee and then it just missed out and then again the next year just missed out but that very next year that's my first year that i got a coach so in 2020 after 2021 um i ended up getting a coach matt torres at brute strength and from there on 2021 fee, 2020 or 2021, 2022 fee into 2023, into 24, you know, we've continued to make gains in all those areas, all those holes that have kind of been preventing me from qualifying. Um, and we're getting much more focused work and much more better and, and smarter programming. And that was the difference between doing general programming that's all about volume and just CrossFit workouts to how can we take you know, who I am as an athlete and get super specific and super dialed in on what fee needs to pull out the best in her to qualify back. Um, so is that just a huge change? And it just speaks a lot to like how powerful, like good, uh, having a great coach that you trust with specific programming to who you are as an athlete, not to like the general population um, was the biggest change. And we kind of continue on that track and not everything's perfect. And it's like, you know, we continue to play around with where we're at. Like Guadalupe was another great weekend to just learn where we're at. Holes are there, still there, 
but we're also making progress in a lot of different ways. And um, it's cool to like be in this spot where I would run circles around 2019 feet, 2020 feet, 2021 feet. And I know that uh, very confidently. So that's kind of, and that's kind of where we continue to go. And how much does it, because obviously training with Scott, an incredible CrossFit athlete, and I know when make, making the move through, it's building a reputation to be a, a bit, a, one of the you know, biggest training camps. You've got a lot of other elite athletes training alongside you. How much does that impact your training, having people with maybe not exactly the same goals, but the same determination to try and, you know, make mm. games? How much does that kind of benefit your training, I suppose, having those people training alongside you? Yeah, it's it kind of just it's it's the best thing for me, especially, you know, some people, you know, rather train on their own and they could push themselves and hold themselves to the highest standard alone, just them and the clock. For me, I got to be around people that are like living it, breathing it, believing in it, supporting it, all of it. Um, you don't have to be the best in the world. You have to just have a like a good attitude and passion and just that willingness to work hard. And when I'm surrounded by people like that, it pulls the best out of me and then I'm able to pull the best out of them. And you get enough people with that kind of mindset and work ethic around each other. You could get some, you could unlock some like crazy new levels that you never thought you had. So, and that's kind of one of the, that's kind of one of the biggest things I learned training with Scott. It's, I, it was the best years of, you know, learning about myself as an athlete. It made me so tough, but it also made me, you know, it, it kept me uncomfortable. Like every day I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable in ways that, you know, I, I pushed in ways that I couldn't do on my own. And the reason that I did was because I had someone like him, like pulling me along and, teaching me and coaching me on things. And I was learning from him. Like, it's not, you're, when you're in a very healthy training environment, you're in a, this environment where the goal is not only to keep you focused and dial in on your training, but your hope is to even have the opportunity to learn from other amazing athletes. And everyone's amazing in their own right. And when you could be in a space where there's just constant learning and constant growth, that's where the best out of you could be pulled out. And if you don't have that, that's when a lot of people burn out. Like there's a lot of incredible athletes that are just placed in not the best environment for them. And they take a beating mentally, physically, and they burn out and they step away. And, and it's kind of unfortunate that those things do happen. But I think the key to all of it, to maintaining a healthy mindset as an athlete, whether you do CrossFit, whether you're swimming, whether you're wrestling, whether you're football, whether whatever sport you are, your environment is going to dictate, you know, how you grow uh, in your sport, or at least it's going to, it's going to be a big, big part of it. Yeah, it, it's definitely something that, and I really like the fact that we're seeing this growth of, of training camps, because you know we talk about how much CrossFit is community and how you see it in a, a normal box and I think we're almost seeing like an added level of that in that these mm -hmm. these bunches of elite athletes are then training together and it's like well it's just it's the same community it's just they've got a little bit different community because they're all maybe kind of putting themselves in holes on a daily basis whereas mm -hmm. just going in to to enjoy their workout so I love that um, I know you talk a lot about 
not necessarily having statistics and goals going into the games last year did you give yourself a goal to Mm. placing what how did you go into the weekend yeah so once we got to so my you know my my hardest mountain to climb last year was getting to the game so like us peaking you know peaking and bringing my best had to be at semifinals where some athletes that are you know pretty high continue to be high level and continue to perform like their their most important part of their season is you know maybe getting top 10 at the games and like chasing that podium so it kind of like I'm always chasing you know that my best and I hope my best is you know in my head I hope it's top 10 I hope it's making it I hope it's making it through the weekend but we kind of had a step back where it's like I gotta own where I'm at and I gotta be where my feet are at and having more realistic goals on what is realistic for fee and how can we build on that where it's not this overwhelming goal and you know you go one event at a time and it just seems like so much farther away um and that could also be hard at the beginning of a games weekend so my goal definitely this past CrossFit Games wasn't just to make it it wasn't just to be there it was to be there from start to finish and that was my goal um and I was you know I was long shot away from that like I ended up I think 31st or 32nd, something like that. Um, I got cut Friday and there were a lot of really good moments that I had, like, um, and just not enough high finishes to kind of push me into that. uh, You had to be within the top 30 by Saturday because Saturday continued on with some heavy lifting, some more events. And, you know, my goal was to finish the weekend. Um, And then I was, but I was also dealing with some injuries, dealing with, you know, two injuries that prevented me, I think, from really showing my potential in my physical capacity. Um, But yeah, so it's kind of like, I never go into the games or any competition being like, I'm just happy to be here, right? And so with that being said, that was the goal. And it fires me up for this coming season because, you know, the CrossFit Games continue to paint a big picture on like, I really need to step it up when it comes to certain areas in my training. You can't just rely on or like OG CrossFit workouts anymore. And I think that's kind of like, you know, I'm always, I'm always hoping for a nice, you know, 2159, you know, you know, like a nice OG. When you look at a workout, you're like, yup, that's CrossFit. The sport's not doing that anymore. So you have to really dial in on your specialty areas to earn those moments in the weekend because they come, but they actually come after now apparently biking and, you know, some monostructural events and some like long endurance events. And it's not just your typical CrossFit open style. So it's just, it's forcing you to really um, continue to shift your training around and dial in a little bit more things. So hopefully definitely my goal this next year is to not just qualify, but if I didn't make it, you know, I didn't make the full weekend this past year. So I'm going to continue, you know, closing in those gaps. And hopefully that's, that's my goal this coming year. Um, And we'll see, we're going to continue on. Absolutely. So you, I'm quite intrigued now, actually, because obviously the cuts, everyone has different opinions on cuts, whether they're relatively, Mm -hmm. Um, how how did you feel about them? As you say, your goal was to get through the weekend, and unfortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah. You, like there must be a sadness there in the sense that there's a 
just even as you say like being being happy to be there not getting yeah. to experience certain events how do mm-hmm. you feel how do you feel as an athlete about the cups uh it's so it's one of those things where when they come out with the cuts of how they're going to go about it it's hard not to think about it for me just because like there are a lot of things that would you know I'm not a a consistent top 10 event athlete kind of person yet right so like if I had that kind of confidence and I've proven that I'm you know the cuts kind of don't matter then I've heard from athletes being like oh they don't matter because I don't have to worry about them because I have the confidence and I have the ability to show up on heavy heavy events long events power events all of it for me it's one of those things where they come up and it's just the reality of it and I I I part of me wishes that like you qualify for the games you stay for the games right you've earned your way also part of me is like I get it like you know you gotta earn your way to the end and I I appreciate that they only cut to like I think what they do 20 by Sunday or something or 20 Mm -hmm. yeah but that was by Sunday right I remember what was a couple years ago they cut to like 10 or something crazy like when you were there right yeah I yeah something like that um in the moment I think cuts are going to continue to happen it's just the way that they have happened they're like oh we're going to cut so we could kind of put more attention to these athletes and I just didn't think that they like did anything different I didn't think that they almost like needed the cuts uh just to shine more light on these like top 20 athletes um but when they came out to my coach and I we were kind of just more like okay they're the cuts they're there your focus is not the cut your focus is on event one right and then your focus is on event two and then your focus is on event three and we're taking it one one event at a time and they have to not matter because the more that you focus on something that is so completely out of your control you're going to continue to kind of feed into those thoughts and feed into that doubt. And you're not going to be able to actually just focus on your job and what you actually can control. Um, so they're unfortunate. I hate them be- because I got cut. Right. But if I was an athlete that didn't get cut and if I had the confidence, I'd be like, it eh, doesn't affect me. Um, but of course I wish that like everyone that earns their way stays. And I think that everyone has a story there. Everyone has, you know, a reason to be there from start to finish. Um, and I guess we'll see what they do this, you know, this coming year. I'd, I'd, I love to continue to see that evolve because I know that that method of showcasing athletes isn't perfect yet. I don't know what perfect looks like, but I know that might continue. They might continue to play around with that. And I just hope it continues to show the best in the world. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, are there any just kind of looking back and thinking are there any workouts in particular that you are like so gutted I didn't get to do that oh I'm so yes I am so bummed I could I didn't get to do um there was like a ring muscle up workout with some heavy sand like heavy sandbags over a log and I would have oh man I would have loved that workout that would have been so fun um I think where my ring muscle capacity is and just where my capacity, even like, even though heavy sandbags 
um, maybe aren't like carries aren't as easy. I think the athleticism of getting an object over and getting over a log, like there was like a component of athleticism there that I loved and I think I would have done really well in. Um, I'm not necessarily the fast, you know, the fastest, strongest, but I definitely have an athletic side to me that when I have to be athletic and I have to kind of like turn that on, it's not something that you necessarily learn in training, but athletic, you could tell when athletes are just athletic and if they're just CrossFit athletes, right? Like they have the capacity to adapt on the fly is kind of um, what, I, what I would have loved to do. Obviously, I would have loved to done the um, interval workout with box jump overs, burpees, rowing, like that is just my bread and butter on that. Would have loved that so much. I look at a workout like that and I'm just like, man, I I took some low finishes at the wrong time. <laughs> but it's kind of like one of those things where like you have to earn your way to those events now. It's like you got to really show up for these specialty events and um you know the first events of the weekend were it was a long bike just you know grinding out for 40 minutes it was you know a heavy sandbag squat with ski it was you did get a, your helen in there like a version of helen i think it was with the bar muscle ups and snatches and running but for the most part you have to earn your way to like the fun crossfit stuff mm -hmm. and i love it like at the same time i love it because like everyone that earns their way like has proven themselves um, and I just have to continue to show up and prove myself a little bit more and continue to do my best. Um, but yeah, those would be the two events. And I'm just like, oh, I would have loved that <laughs> so much. And I know you, we obviously kind of touched on your plans for this season, but it is approaching so quickly, the start of the year. How are you going to do it? Like, as we said, you the goal is to get to the games again, of course, but, mm -hmm. but how are you feeling going into it? Like, what's your plan? Yeah, going into it, thank God, like, I'm much healthier now. Um, I was dealing with, like, a pretty nasty, like, after Wadapalooza last year, I developed, uh, it kind of just started off with, like, a little bit of an inflammation uh, around my left side hip. And then it developed into just this chronic uh, hip impingement all year from, like, two weeks after, G two weeks after Wadapalooza of last year all through the games up through like September um, this past. And then I like, you know, had like a little bit of a neck injury for a month, a month, month, yeah, right before the games. And I couldn't like pull, I couldn't like do anything, any jerks. I couldn't do any handstand pushups. I couldn't do any of the high skilled uh, gymnastics that continue, need to continue, you know, I need to continue to work on those things. So I'm like, I feel like I was de dealing with just like a lot of things and everyone is, but it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm so excited for 2024. I'm healthy. I've taken care of, you know, this hip impingement. I'm able to squat. I'm able to jump. I'm able to, you know, do everything. Last year, I couldn't squat. I've only squatted when I had to in like the open quarterfinals, semifinals. Those were like really the only times that I was truly able to like squat below death. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm very excited, physically much healthier. Um, mentally, I'm so excited because I actually just, like I said, I started to work with Don Fletcher at Driven Mind Training. We just started this three month mental reset. Um, and she's took, she took a small group of people, like we, had a, like we had to apply for these positions like within the group. And she really just wanted to work with, 
you know, individuals from all walks of life with different goals, but truly that we're in it 100% for these three months. So we're definitely working on the mental health side of the sport, which I've never gotten. Like I've never, I've always dealt with things on my own. I've always been that person that if I'm dealing with something hard or something emotional or doubt or lack of, or whatever that is, um, I've always just kind of like held it in and dealt with it. And maybe I'll just cry in my room by myself or I'll sit in my car and cry, let it out and just be like, get yourself together. You know, you're stronger than this. You got to be strong for your training session, like wipe the tears and get to work. And I've always kind of just been that person. Um, obviously, I've been that person because of just things that I've gone through in my past. And I've gone through years of, uh, you know, I was I was going through some deep, dark, you know, depression in my first years of college. And um, I had, you know, some suicidal thoughts during those years. And I never sought therapy. And it was in those years that I've always, that I, I got very good at hiding emotions and I got very good at um, pretending that things were okay and pretending that I was fine and, you know, wipe the tears, throw the smile on, you're good. Um, and I think that's kind of where all that stems from. Um, so I'm super happy to like own that side of me and it, be a little bit more vulnerable. And I think that's going to put me in a much stronger headspace um, going into 2024. I love that and I just want to say also thank you for being so open about that because as we've said like not many people are and I think particularly in a sport where we and I say we you guys show so much of your lives and your training it's so important so thank you for for sharing that because I'm sure a lot of yeah. people will relate to it and also well, thank you for receiving it I know it's like it's always a hard subject to even for me to talk about but also like you know everyone has their way of receiving hard conversations too so the people that receive it openly and maybe there's something special that could help someone I that's what I want to keep doing yeah I love that I love that well we will be rooting for you every step of the way throughout the season and I can't wait thank to you I do have some quick fire questions for you Ooh, okay I like quick fire don't let anyone leave without them um your favorite lift Oh, my favorite lift is snatching. Squat snatch, I think it's just a beautiful, elegant, you know, just, I think it's elegant. I think that's the way that I would describe the snatch. When it's mm -hmm. right and it looks good. Oh, it's just like this emoji. <laughs> Love a good squat snatch, yes. Uh, your favorite overall movement in CrossFit? My favorite overall movement, I think it'll be ring muscle-ups. I just remember, I just worked so hard on getting my ring muscle ups. And when you get it, you just feel, you feel so athletic and just the ability to just fly kind of through the, through the air and through space is just, it's just a cool feeling. I like, I like how it looks. I like how it feels. Love that. I know you love an OG CrossFit workout, so I'm excited to ask you this question. <laughs> Favorite benchmark wad? Oh my God. I hate that I have to be so, uh, cliche but like anything 21.59 love it like Fran I love it why do I love it I love it because it's just like it's fast it's light it's just hold on for long reps um 
and you kind of don't feel the pain until you're done kind of feeling, you know? Um, I love that. Love so that. I guess anything 2159, big fan. <laughs> love that. <laughs> and uh, obviously you started your regionals career in a team. So if you were to go back to the games on a dream team, who would you have with you? Ooh. Oh, I love that question. Okay, so what is it? Is it three, no, two, three guys, three girls? Uh, two guys, two girls. If you want to have three, have three, because that's what it was back in the day. Um, if I were to do the team now, where it's, I think, two guys, two girls, it would be myself and uh, my girl, man, Alexis Rap, Rap, uh, Raptus or Christine Cole and Brenda. Like we were, we were a team um, back in Wadapalooza last year and we just connected so well, communicated so well, just, oh, they're just amazing women. So strong, so awesome. Um, so it'd be two, I can't pick between the two. It's gotta be one of those. So we'll put them on the same level. So I guess I'll pick three guys. It would be uh, Dallin Pepper, obviously. My guy, Dallin, uh, fifth fittest American man man america uh james sprague because he's just aerobic but he's getting so strong too super skilled athletic um funny like he's just kind of like that light light-hearted personality um dallin james and then i would i would definitely put in like a uh like a velner brett fakowski in there as well um just all good they're just all strong fast aerobic skilled all of it that would be my power team that would be a solid team I'm I'm keen I want them to bring back the teams of six I love it oh yeah I would also love them to bring back uh the invitational like the t like the team invitational they build up their USA team and you got a team from Australia you got a team from you know what Europe all of it oh, I think that'd be so fun it really would oh yes well, I'm so excited to, to watch you throughout the season. And as I say, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and multiple kind of stories throughout. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting. Thank you so much. I love chatting. And thank you for the kind words and the support. That means a lot.